You're listening to the Crossing DE podcast from The Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus. There are hurts that echo inside us, that spill out as questions. But he asked, do you want to be made well? Why are you so afraid? But what if the one we went to for answers asked in return the question that really mattered? He had a question for me. Where are your accusers? And he asked me, do you really believe I can do this? People think they need answers when what they really need is a counselor. In person, online, welcome to The Crossing. After 35 years of preaching, here's what I know. Everyone hurts. Everyone needs encouragement. Everyone needs counsel. Therefore, everyone needs a counselor. Amen? My favorite counselor of all time, uh, my fourth favorite counselor of all time is Bob Newhart. (laughs) Remember him? Hey, if you want a real quick funny, like a six-minute funny today, uh, Google or YouTube, Bob Newhart, stop it. You're going to laugh all day. All the counseling skills you need, right there in that video. Uh, And I'd say he's my fourth favorite counselor of all time because my first favorite counselor of all time is Jesus and his word. Amen? Yes. And number two is the Holy Spirit, the counselor, right? Uh, my third favorite is uh, my sister, uh, Kathy King of our church, you know, who's a counselor. And, and Kathy, I know you're home watching right now. And I love giving her a hard time. But my fourth favorite is Bob Newhart. No, Chip, it's not Dr. Leo Marvin. Stop. Counselor. Today we start a brand new sermon series for the month of June called The Counselor because... Everyone needs a counselor. Every one of us. Now, here's the good news. We have one. In Christ, we have one. Through the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. He would give another counselor. Another counselor. Another. That word is very interesting in the Greek. There's two Greek words that could be translated another. One of the words is another that's very different. And then uh, there's the word another that is just the same. That's this word. In other words, Jesus is saying, I'm going to give another counselor who is just like me. 
And so therefore, I think we can assume that the Holy Spirit would be going about ministry and counseling in the same way that Jesus went about ministry and counseling. Does that make sense? Yeah. One of the things Jesus often did in his conversations and interaction with people, he would often ask a question. Oh, the power of a good question. Because Jesus knew, as uh, uh, counselors know, that sometimes the best way to discover the truth is just on the other side of a good question. Nothing like a spontaneous question to get to the heart of the matter. Mom and dad, you can tell immediately with your kids, can't you? You know what I mean, right? And what worries you the most about this? And who are you trying to impress? What do you hope to gain? What's the real motivation behind this? What do you really want? What's really going on? The power of a good question. Now, Jesus asked all kinds of questions. Hundreds of questions. In fact, Jesus often would answer a question with a question. I want to share with you four questions right now um, that Jesus asked that actually are going to serve uh, as the outline of this whole sermon series. Okay, Today, um, we're going to hear Jesus ask this question, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Now, next week, we're going to circle back and ask again this question, do you want to get well? On Father's Day, we're going to hit the question that Jesus asked, do you really believe that I can do it? And then the last Sunday of the month, we're going to come back and ask this question, why do you doubt? Why do you doubt? The Bible story for today comes from Mark chapter 4. I want you to listen to this story. This is awesome. Mark 4, starting with verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Verse 39, he got up, rebuked the wind, said to the waves, Quiet! Be still. And the wind died down and was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And verse 41 concludes, They were terrified. And they asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Lord Jesus, bless the preaching of your word in this place. Amen? 
just a quick review summary of the story. Here is Jesus and the disciples, and they get into a boat, and they start sailing onto the other side. In the middle of the lake, a furious squall, a big storm just blows up out of nowhere, so big that the waves start crashing in over the boat. The disciples panic. And they go to Jesus and, and they, they woke him up from his holy nap. Nothing more disturbing than that, right? I love Sunday afternoon holy nap. But anyway, they woke him up from his holy nap. And Jesus gets up and he commands, quiet. And the wind and the waves obey. And in the calm, he asked them, why are you so afraid? And then the disciples were really freaking out, wondering who in the world is this? I want you to know this is my favorite episode in the life of Jesus. My favorite one. And I so hope The Chosen, the TV series, uh, will dramatize this episode in season three that comes out in October so that we can preach it about again next year. Amen? Amen. Man, that'll be so awesome. Come on, Dallas, get on that. My favorite episode. But did you catch his question? Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Now, I know, I know. Some of you are sitting there, I'm not afraid. Nothing scares me. I know, we love hiding behind that facade, don't we? <clears throat> don't we, guys? I tell you what, I tell you what, church people are so good at, uh, they're, the, they're the greatest posers out there, church people, right? I mean, we are so good at faking it, aren't we? Let me translate a little bit to help you. I think Jesus was asking, why are you so full of fear? Why are you so nervous? Why are you so anxious? Why are you so stressed? Why all the feelings of being overwhelmed? Why are you so afraid? It's my hopes today from this passage, you and I are going to discover some truth about fear. In fact, uh, I'd like for us to discover four fun facts about fear from this passage. Four of them. Truth number one. Fear is inevitable. It's just the reality of living in this broken world. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. You're going to have it. It's going to come. It's inevitable in this broken world. It just happens. Now, I know a lot of people believe. Now, if I'm with Jesus, there's not going to be any storms. Oh, contraire. In fact, Jesus said, in, in this world, you're going to have 
trouble. In this world, you're going to have temptation. In this world, you're going to have opposition. In this world, you're going to be attacked. In this world, you're going to face spiritual warfare. Oh, there's going to be storms. And with every storm, listen, with every storm comes a degree. For every one of us comes a degree of fear, stress, anxiety, and feelings of being overwhelmed. We're all in the same boat. It's inevitable. Truth number two Fear is circumstantial. Sometimes a circumstance will just arise and it just distracts us from thinking clearly and just distracts us from the big picture. Uh, Fear is circumstantial. In in our passage today, uh, they're out in the middle of the lake and just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a big storm comes up, so much so that the waves are like pouring over into the boat. And that's how it usually happens, isn't it? In this life, isn't that how it usually happens? You're just going along, minding your own business, having a good day, and then the phone rings. It's your dad. It's been an accident. Would you close the door? Listen, I need you to gather all of your things immediately, quietly. We have to let you go. The doctor says, hey, listen, your PSA numbers are really high. We suspect cancer. You go to the mailbox and there's a letter from the IRS. (laughs) Sorry, I have to tell you this, but I just tested positive for COVID and I know we were with each other the last two days. I mean, the circumstances arise, and it just just takes over. Circumstantial. Third, unfortunately, fear is powerful. It's powerful. If left unattended, if you're not really intentional about dealing with it, it's just going to show up and take over. That's what fear does. Often leaving us paralyzed. It just shows up and takes over. Listen, fear will wreck your faith if you let it. It will. Um, It at least eclipses it for the moment. Did you catch the second question that Jesus asked those disciples? Do you still have no fear? No fear? I mean, no faith. Do you still have no faith? Like, no faith? I mean, of course they have a little bit of faith. I mean, they're there. They're in the boat. They're following Jesus, right? But in the moment, they had none. Zero. Fear zapped it, erased it, gone. It at least eclipsed it for the moment. That's what fear does. It's that powerful. Oh. But friends, do not miss truth number four. 
fear is defeatable. With Jesus, it's defeatable. With Jesus, you can win over. Um, Jesus, uh, the word of God says, 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in his love. There is no fear in his love. You see, with Jesus, fear is defeatable. We can win. All right, preacher, how? Talk to me. Give me it. I need this now. How? How do we engage victory over fear? How do we win over fear and worry and anxiety and nervousness and overwhelming feelings? How? How do we win? This passage is gold. And this passage points us to this. Fear is defeated when our faith kicks back in. Fear is defeated when our faith kicks back in. And when we kick back in our fear, our faith, when we kick in our faith, it kicks fear out. It really does. But you have to kick in your faith. And I want to say, suggest that we kick in our faith through very specific, personal confessions about Jesus. So I want to suggest that you and I learn to become very quick at these confessions as soon, I mean, as soon as you start to feel the worry and the stress and the nervousness and the anxiety and the overwhelming feelings welling up in your spirit, hey, let's get to these con confessions as quick as we can. Confession number one, I think we ought to confess our faith in Jesus as being all-knowing, all-knowing. I think you and I ought to be quick at confessing, Lord, I know you know. I know you know what's happening right now. I know you know. When Jesus told those disciples, hey, let's go on to the other side of the lake, did he know the storm would be coming I'm pretty sure he knew. I'm pretty sure he knows all things. I'm pretty sure he knows how weather systems happen. Uh, he created them. I'm pretty sure he had a built-in My Radar app. You know, he just knows. I'm pretty sure he was smarter than any meteorologist you know. I mean, like 50%, you're, you're fine. I'm pretty sure he knows. And that tells me then this was intentional. Which tells me he had a plan. He had a plan. He always has a plan. He always has a plan. So I think you and I ought to be quick, really quick. The, the feeling starts to well up. You and I ought to be really quick. Lord, I know you know. Because you know all things. He's all knowing. Second confession, I think we ought to confess our faith in Jesus being ever-present. Ever-present. Jesus was right there with them in the boat. I mean, it was right there. And I want to remind you today that Jesus is right there in the boat. 
He's right there with us. Every step of the way, he's always right there. I think it's really interesting that the Bible 365 times tells us, do not be afraid. It's a command. Do not be afraid. That's one for every day of the year. But I want you to know that that command is always accompanied with, because I am with you. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I will be with you always to the very end of the age. He is right there in the boat every step of the way. He's all-knowing. He's ever-present. And I think you and I ought to be really quick at confessing our faith in Jesus being all-powerful. All-powerful. The disciples are panicked. They think they're going to drown. They go to Jesus. They wake him up from his holy nap. And you saw what he did. He got up and he commanded, quiet. And the wind and the waves obeyed. I mean, with one word, he calmed the raging sea. With one word, he stopped the wind. Conclusion, (laughs) he can do anything he wants to do. With one word, he can do anything he wants to do. And that tells me, I'm pretty sure he can handle the storm we're facing. Because he's all powerful. All knowing, ever present, all powerful. And this last component of our confession, and maybe the most powerful one, I think we ought to be quick to confess our faith in Jesus being ever-loving. Can you believe the disciples woke him up from a holy nap and asked him, Don't you care? Don't you care that we're going to drown? Did they not know him? Of course he cares. He so cares. In fact, he loved them more than they could ever understand or know. He loves us more than we could ever understand or ever know. He loves us like crazy. In fact, uh, this week, some of you need to have this as your memory verse. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's, that probably ought to be your memory verse this week. Cast all your anxiety on him because he loves you like crazy. Here's what I know. If you're hearing this message, if you're listening to this message, that tells me you are still living in this broken world. And here's what I know. You are either in a storm right now You've just come out of one, or you're about to go into one. And even if you've just come out of one, there is another one on the horizon, just like hurricanes in the Atlantic in October. That's life in this broken world. And when that storm comes, maybe even this week, maybe even later today, when that storm comes, follower of Jesus, 
Don't let fear get you. Don't let it get you. And be quick to remember, he's in the boat. We're all in the same boat, and he's in it too. And he's the one who can, with one word, take care of the situation. And don't you ever forget, he'll stay there with you because he loves you like crazy. So here's my challenge, really. I want you to turn your fear into fear. Huh? Yeah, I want you to turn your bad fear into good fear. What are you talking about? I want you to be able to convert your anxious fear into a reverent fear. And I want you to turn your unhealthy fear into a holy fear or reverence or awe or wonder in the one who loves you like crazy and in the one who can with one word stop and take care of the storm. Amen? Because he loves you like crazy. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for this episode from Mark 4 where you with one word calm a raging sea and you stop the wind in its place. Oh Lord, we want to know you. Lord, would you forgive us for being so distracted? Uh, Would you forgive us for being so weak and allowing fear to just eclipse all of our faith? And would you take this message and empower us this week as I know storms will be headed our way. Will you empower us to be quick at confession? And our confession of you, would you use that to kick in our faith in order to kick out the fear? In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, visit thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander under license from soundstripe.com.